Oops. Hello, hello. Welcome to Uva Ball Raw USA, guys. It's the first episode of the new year. It's 2023. Welcome. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope everybody got into the new year healthy and happy to just then follow the disaster in the U.S. Congress. <laughs> oh, God. With Ke- Kevin McCarthy? Yeah. So that was a funny uh, ride for him. For over, how long was it? A hundred years. Nobody needed so long to get uh, elected. Yeah, it's been a hundred years since I think they usually get voted in in the very first um, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was almost a, a fight, I heard. Like uh, a fist Yeah, fight. I saw the video. I mean, it was not a fight, but a guy got very beaten up, and then another guy pulled him back. It was far away from, like, getting completely out of control. And uh, but, but for Republicans, that's rowdy. That's rowdy shit for them. Yeah, I mean, they are, like, you know, think about it. McCarthy is kind of an election denier. Yes. So he already is going with Trump on, like, they stole the election, right? And the other people who didn't vote for him are completely balloonies. Like yeah. the Matt Gatz guy and all that QAnon, uh, like, conspiracy theorists. They're completely out of it. And well, that's kind of what the little fight is going on internally with the Republicans is that they're like the QAnon Republicans are fighting with the regular Republicans, I think. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, it's just a totally it's absurd. And uh, now, yeah, but look, I'm all pro- for that. They splitting up, you know, I mean, that the. The, the winning for the or the, let's say the win for the Democrats would be that the Republicans uh, like splitting up into two parties. Yeah. Yeah. Because then they're stealing each other's votes and the Democrats will keep winning the elections. That would be good. You know, it's not that I'm pro everything what the Democrats are doing, but uh, if I have to pick balloony world and the end of the NATO and everything else and that US is then the best body of the dictators on earth or uh, the Democrats and I go with the Democrats so <laughs> you know I mean uh, it's uh, it, it, it is unbelievable basically what's going on there it's but, a crazy time to be alive that's for sure yeah you know and then we have 2023 kept, keeps going the, the war keeps going uh, now all of Europe and the U.S. delivering tanks to the to the Ukrainians. They're and delivering tanks. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So France did the first move, and then Germany followed, and so now they're delivering tanks to uh, also after they delivered already the um, like that racket systems where they, where you shoot down other airplanes and drones and stuff like this. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like uh, in my German speaking podcast, what I'm doing. Also, we did one this year. We started this and, and uh, it's um, this Ball kind and of, Blasberg. Ball and Blasberg, yeah. And, you know, we discussed it and it, it, the, the, real, the reality is this. Yes, it would be great if the Ukraine wins and Russia 
is defeated walking back to Moscow and think like, fuck, that was a mistake. But I just don't believe it. Yeah, you know, I think I'm we're just elongating out. the inevitable. Yes, you know, like the, 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 um, there, there are two, I, for me, there are two uh, possibilities. A, it will now go for a long, long time, similar to what happened in Afghanistan, what was in Vietnam. So you have this ongoing war for years to come with some months, it will be not the biggest battle. Some months they throw rackets only and they're shooting here and there. And then some months will be a full on war. And the Ukrainian population will keep suffering and people migrate out of the Ukraine and uh, they will economically suffer. The humans will suffer. Um, and the Russians, in a way, will suffer, of course, too, because they don't win the war. It looks all shitty. People getting have no moral. Already the Russian military has like lost their moral. They lost their victory ideas. That they don't think they can win this. But at the same time, uh, we have a situation where um, basically it's like a replacement war. Yeah. You know, when the West pumps more and more weapons into the Ukraine and they doing a war against Russia to weaken Russia. And the question is, is that in the interest of anybody? You know, I mean, it's like we're almost triggering that Putin is forced to before he loses his his face or his job or his life uh, that we at one point we waking up. We, we did everything to trigger that Russia throws a nuclear bomb on the Ukraine. You know, so uh, because look, if you give them <coughs> weapons, the Russians, if you hear the Medvedev and all the Ru other Russians politics, they say they say already nuke them, nuke them. They they are the hardliners. They tell Putin nuke them. So, I mean, uh, is that the idea like that we like uh, giving the Ukraine all the tools so that they really, really hurt Russia and then Russia is, nu is nuking them. You know, it's this kind of thing. You are in a bar and you start a fight with Mike Tyson and in the very end, you're totally like surprised that in the very, very end, he broke your jaw. Yeah. I think that I think that this war is an expensive war and I think it will keep going until a Republican is elected into the presidency. I think that if a Democratic president in the United States is still installed, that the war will keep going because we'll keep supplying them. But if, let's say, DeSantis or somebody won, I bet you he's going to cut that war really quick. And Putin is just waiting for that to happen because then he'll win instantly. I mean, he will not win instantly. It's, it's not like the Ukraine... Uh, if, if you don't support them for a month, they're already dead. I don't think so. I, I think they, you really think so. Yeah, I think they have they have uh, uh, gained a lot of uh, not only territory, but they also gained a lot of uh, courage. You know, like they 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 know they can beat the Russians in a normal like land war, and they have a lot of uh, intelligence. Also, you know, they can see where the Russians moving. Uh, they can hear what the Russians talking about. So they are not only with weapons high end now, also with like intelligence. And uh, so, and don't forget, Europe 
will keep supporting them even if U.S. not. Yeah. So, and France, Britain, Germany, Spain, Italy, Poland, whatever, right? They they will give them also weapons and money. And it just sounds more and more like World War Three to me, but I don't know why. I don't know. The whole thing makes me feel uncomfortable, I guess. Yeah, me too. And, and I, I think we're triggering it that I think it's now the time to, to negotiate. You know, like, don't don't negotiate when there's no, no point of return anymore for, for one party. I mean, yeah. if, like, you know, like if you like when they say we negotiate when the, that is like what the German foreign minister Baerbock, what she always said, is like we negotiate after Russia is out of the Ukraine. Okay, but what is then to negotiate? Then Russia is defeated, so I don't, I don't know what you want to negotiate. I mean, that is the whole point of the negotiation, is under what circumstances would Russia leave? Or under what circumstances would Ukraine accept that Russia has some territory in the south? Yeah. You know, I that mean, makes sense. That makes sense. Points. And, and both sides right now have a good reason to negotiate, because why Ukraine wants to destroy more infrastructure, kill more people of their own, uh, you know, and why Russia wants to continue a war, what it doesn't look that can win it in a normal way. Yeah. So, you know, now is the time to drag them to the table and say, here is how we envision the, the future. So, and um, yeah, but I mean, of course, Zelensky is not excited about negotiating because he thinks, for what? If I get so much money and so much weapons, everything looks good, and we will just kick the ass of the Russians, you know? And then the Russians think uh, they don't have good cards to negotiate right now because it looks like Ukraine is winning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if Russia would throw a nuclear bomb on Kiev and has a million people dead, uh, in a way, they have then a better position to negotiate. <laughs> You know, yeah, and and you know because then it's like oh fuck, it's like Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Look what happened there, right? After the second nuclear bomb, Japan. Yeah, up. yeah. So, but it, it's horrible. It's all it's that's really horrible. And for me, like on my real wish list for this year was let's finish that war. I really want to make a film. I'm actively. I'm doing a lot of things already uh, this year. I'm. I'm Still not in a position to say I can make a film, but if I have to decide peace or I make a film, I would say I don't make a film. I, I mean, I want peace and my film, but uh, if not, then I would pick peace and yeah. say, look, let's get that over with because that it's overshadowing the economy, overshadowing the whole world, how the whole world feels uh, about the daily routine, right? With a war like this, you feel in your daily routines different. Yeah. In a way, you know, you feel kind of weaker in your day. I at least feel weaker in my daily routines. So you think it's, it's like stress on you? Stress, yes. I feel like, because now we're talking about it again. I talk to my other podcast about it. We talk with friends about it, whatever, right? So, and you talk about it and you get stressed out. I get stressed out about it. Because I cannot solve it, but I want to solve it. But that's why you need to make movies, because I feel like of anybody out there, you have so much to say, and you need that platform to be able to say it. You know, um, I think that you should think about adapting these emotions into a film and then putting it and making it a powerful film. You know what I mean? 
No, I know, but I'm not planning a film about the war. But all my films films have a, a social conscious to it, right? The yes, like, exactly, like exactly. Wall Street, they're all reflecting what is going on and and uh, in the real world and also your perspective. These two things come together, and yeah. it makes a powerful picture. So I, I don't know, like maybe this is meant to be. Maybe it's meant to plant the seedling of a new idea of a great film yet to be thought of. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, as I said, I'm, I'm. It's too early. I hope in our next podcast I can say what I'm doing or uh, that something yeah. positive happens. We're still chasing actors and an actor. We uh, have two offers out right now, and um, yeah, I mean, it's, okay. it's very frustrating, you know. It is, it is. It's very frustrating, and I think it's just like people uh, in the old days with Blood Rain or whatever, where you said like Blood Rain has a, uh, what is it, 16th anniversary of, of Blood Rain 1. Yep. On January 4th was the release, I, yeah, it's basically uh, recently. And uh, uh, like the January Force was recently, and then sixteen years ago. Uh, yeah, Blood Rain was sixteen years ago, guys. Can you believe that? Yeah, and then the two other Blood Rains were like four or five years later, and then, but you know, it's this kind of like at that time, I think people like Ben Kingsley, Michael Metz, Michelle Rodriguez, whatever, they were all not so rich. They were successful and had money, but they were not so rich to just pass on offers, offers, offers. I have the feeling now they're all making so much money with the streamers and so much money also that they all do TV and TV series that uh, they are they are fat. They are full. They are like, you know, oh, I'm not flying to South Africa. It's too long. Whatever. Like, it's it's really like kind of frustrating to see that, that it's so tough now to get, uh, uh, yeah, to, to, to get somebody, you know, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. And, uh, yeah, but there's nothing else I can do about it as to release an offer. And, uh, yeah, we got over Christmas. I got a reader's report for that 12 hour script and it was very good. And reader's reports from LA, they're very harsh. Normally 80% of the readers' reports of, of scripts are pass, 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 and critics. And we were in the top 6% of the whole company who's doing readers' report and saying it's not a lot of things to change in that script. It, it, it totally works. So it's it's not the script why they pass. Yeah. You know? And then I sent them always a screener of the four screen of a Southern Wall Street to see I did really good films. Yeah. You know, because whatever you think at one point, they Google me, then oh, overball, I don't know if it should work with him, whatever, right? So then, okay, watch your film, make your watch my films, make your own like mind up. So that is, and, and so, but maybe South Africa is too unsafe, South Africa is too far. I have no fucking clue, and I'm so pissed about everything. It's like really, uh, yeah, yeah, really frustrating that that whole procedure. Um, because we wanted to shoot in March and now it's like very tight to uh, get the film prepped. Yeah. Also, and uh, um, I cannot start prepping if I have no lead actor. I cannot just do that. It costs tons of money, 50,000 a week to start prepping. And then I start prepping and never get an actor. And I just throw it for two weeks, a hundred grand into the ocean. So it's, it's like... Uh, 
That sucks. I was hoping for New Year's that you'd get a, a bite, but... I know, but they, they, they are not in the office before today. Nobody. Yeah. Today's the first day they were, they're, they're coming in the office, like in LA. Okay. So, you know, so it's, it's like tomorrow morning, I hope I got something. And yeah, uh, we'll at, least, at least answers, you know, because they are totally overdue with the answers. They all had time till Christmas, but then because nothing happened over the holidays, we said we extend the offers all to now. And so give them more time, you know, so, but there's, there's no excuse now anymore. If they say we still didn't look into it, then there's no excuse for it. Then it's just like, forget it. And we have to push, push the film and have to say, we did, we delay it and see when we can do something. Uh, yeah, that is, is what it sounds it. like a lot of stress. It sure does. Yeah. Because of course it's like, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's this kind of, how my year will be you know it's like it's not like yes or no and then it's like somebody wires you money or, or whatever it, it, it totally depends my year coming up like where i am i have to also i mean water goes to school and stuff you know you have to take care privately of things if you're six weeks in south africa i have to arrange here how we do that or how natalie's doing it all here uh stuff like this things change and then yeah. the post-production, whatever, right? So that my whole year will be then in the, uh, or at least till late, late summer, will be uh, focusing on that film. And if there is no film, you're also kind of in an, yeah, in a hole, yeah. you know, because I was like mentally really ready now after that years and Hano was kind of a warm-up round and I was really ready to go for it and to to do something, but I cannot make cannot make something do. I cannot do things if I cannot do things. You know, you cannot yeah. just shoot a film with. Uh, we need the actor. We need. Yeah, the actor. you need. You, you know, you need to. You have to have somebody who the people connect to, who has kind of a name, and. Uh, who, who works at least for the streamers or something like this. You need, you need somebody like this. You cannot just randomly shoot the film. Um, and, um, yeah, and, and they have to fit. Yeah. yeah, so next subject matter. You remember Brazil. How oh, said, yeah, the Brazilian. Oh, Bolsonaro uh, the... was so Crazy. peacefully leaving, and now was the riot happened yesterday, basically. The Bolsonaro supporters stormed the Congress of Brazil or whatever. And apparently a lot of people were arrested, like hundreds of people were arrested. And they all say that the the election was stolen and that Bolsonaro is the true president and yada yada bing bong. Sounds like bullshit to me. But you predicted this would happen, right? Yes. And look, when, when he went to... He lives now in Miami, no? I think maybe at Trump's Mar-a-Lago or something. <laughs> so he left, but, but he left Brazil because I think he knew that something like this would happen and yeah. he doesn't want to go to jail. Because he know that in Brazil, it's not like US where Trump never goes to jail, no matter what he's doing. Uh, you know, it's like in Brazil, after this yesterday, they would maybe incarcerate him. Yeah. So that is the reason he left a long time ago. You know, 
Well, his 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 supporters are out of control. That's for sure. It's like January sixth, but in Brazil. Yeah, 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 totally. But now they, I mean, they, it's all wrapped up. They put some people in jail. You think it's over? You think it's over? No, I don't know if it's over, but for now it's over. But maybe it comes back up. I, I, I mean, it's, yeah. it's very tough to predict anything. But I had in Vancouver Walter's best friends. Uh, best friend from from his elementary school there when he when he went there to the kindergarten, um, uh, Enrique. They are from Brazil and I talked to them about it and they were oh. not totally against Bolsonaro, the parents. And they said the reality is this that because I said but Bolsonaro is killing the Amazon rainforest more as any other president before, and they said it's not true. They said no, every single president in Brazil always hacked the Amazon off like that it, it never stopped they're always selling the forest to the farmers for the beef farmers for the mining corporations for the wood corporations and he said like but Bolsonaro got dragged out in the press with it like they, they because they hated him they wanted to get rid of him so the worldwide press was doing a lot of articles against Bolsonaro what kind of piece of shit he is but they said all the other presidents before, including Lula, who got now, remember that the president now in Brazil was president in Brazil before yeah. and went to jail and came out of jail and is now president again. They, they, they said also, he will also not save the Amazon rainforest. He will, he will keep doing the same thing. He said like, and they said both uh, parties there are totally corrupt. Totally. So they, they with other words, they say they don't care if Lula is president uh, or Bolsonaro. They, they, they said, we don't care. It's, it's the same. It's like they, there will be not a big difference. I said, but the one guy is a fascist. The other guy looks for me more like a social democrat. And they said, yeah, but in Brazil, that all doesn't matter. So it's interesting always to talk to people. See their perspective. Yeah. Yes. You know, because it's the same thing in Germany. In Germany, I know, of course, way better as any American what's going on in Germany. And it's similar to them, even if they live in Canada for the last seven, eight years, but their whole family lives in Brazil. They travel regularly. They have everybody on the phone every second day. You know, so it's like, of course, they know better, deeper rooted what's what's going on. Well, also, you know, it sounds like the kind of people in the United States who I'm like, yeah, vote, vote Democrat. Because voting for Republicans is like voting for a lie. And they're like, I don't want to vote for either side because they're both corrupt. It's like, no shit, but we have to vote for one. or Because if you don't vote at all, then it's just like a waste. It's a total waste of a vote. Uh, that sounds like the Brazilian version of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of like, I've grown complacent with the, with the machine, uh, with the way the politics are. And I've kind of given up. That sounds like they've given up. Yeah, it's exactly the point, right? So uh, it's like uh, they, they, they are lucky that the Amazon rainforest is so big. Yeah. You know, the, otherwise it would be gone 10 years ago, but they were just lucky. Because from what I understand, Bolsonaro, he did like, yes, they've been hacking away at the rainforest for a long time, but he did it exponentially more higher rates like he was growing in areas that used to be protected i don't know if that's true or not but that's what i heard yeah i know but you know for me bolsonaro he was a a corona denier he was a 
Uh, Didn't he say to drink whiskey to get rid of COVID? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Similar to the uh, from the Philippines, the guy who's also gone now, but uh, he got replaced by the old dictator's son from the Philippines. But he also, you know, when he said like, "I killed people." Like, whatever, homeless, whatever. <laughs> it's like completely absurd. Or drug dealers. He said, kill every drug dealer. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. and then oh, he boy. said, like, I killed, drug, I killed a drug dealer myself. Like, the president said that, like, recently. He said, recently I killed a drug dealer myself. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a little different to Trump says, if I killed somebody on Fifth Avenue, nobody gives a shit, right? We all know that is all talk, but when the president actually said, I actually killed somebody, it has also <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's really like totally absurd. And we had in Germany, we had huge um, riots at New Year's night. Was oh, night. so we have with uh, mostly uh, migrants, but also migrants from longer, the migrants who are longer here. They did like the fireworks and then it got completely out of hand in Berlin and some bigger cities where they then they throwed like uh, firework in police cars and burned down like cars and stuff like this. And But uh, there wasn't any like mass rapes or something, I hope. No, that was not. That was a long time ago in Cologne. That happened there too. But it's just kind of like and then the media is always like, trying not to say it's migrants right so they 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 want to uh um basically sugarcoat it yeah and and you know but it is migrants so i'm sorry but there were like 130 people arrested there was not one german under it and if, if you don't say that as a media you make yourself that that kind of media behavior makes people like trump possible yeah you know, because then the majority of the people say, bullshit. Yeah. And then today, the, the inner secretary of state in Germany and uh, said, we want to change the gun laws in Germany. And the gun laws in Germany are already extremely secure. Yes. But they want to change it so that, for example, the gas guns, like gas guns or firework guns, whatever, for this, you need now also like a, a, a license before you, you could just get them because the gas gun is similar to pepper spray, basically. Yeah. But, so, but because a lot of the people at New Year's were shooting with it. But then she said, oh, we should change the whole thing. And she wants to disallow semi-automatic weapons, like completely. And so, and then I, as a gun owner, or two and a half million Germans as gun owners who go shooting on shooting ranges would have to surrender their weapons. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that really sucks because that is ridiculous. You know, we did everything as like ordered by the government. You they do a background check. You do a test, practical test, a theoretically test. They chain, they, they, you need a safe at home to lock the guns up. And okay, now we have to give the weapons away because friends at New Year's Eve flip completely out. I mean, that is completely ridiculous. You yeah. Know? And yeah. The, the, the Liberal Party, who is also in the government, they are, in a way, my hope on this, that that ruling doesn't get through. It looks like they will block it. Because they said also, they said, uh, if we go back to mass shootings in Germany or Amok runs in Germany, 
98% were done with illegal guns. So where is that coming then? Like what, what, who, who are you now punishing? The people that want to go in a shooting range and shoot guns or the people who actually do the, do the crime? Yeah. Because they will still have their guns. Yeah, so, and it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. But yeah, it's, it seems pretty hypocritical. Hypocritical, exactly. And that is the thing where people like, you know, they're so fed up with this kind of policies that they then move to parties like the Republicans. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that it's a shame because in Germany in general, the death rate is so low compared to the United States that I don't think that you guys need more restrictive things. I think you're fine the way you are. Totally. I think if anybody needs those kind of restrictions, it's here. <laughs> Where, like, everybody has a gun, you know? like. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, that. this is so, uh, it, it's really uh, uh, so absurd uh, that, they, that she even brings that up, you yeah. know? But that shows how they are all uh like uh thinking you know they they want to disallow more and more and more to the normal people they just want to disallow everything yeah and and you know and that is the stuff that is what where uh, uh where it's completely uh ridiculous. it pisses people off it pisses, it pisses people off and it radicalizes them because they're that pissed off. They they're yes. tired of it. Yeah, they're extremely pissed off, and I think it's it's uh, uh, it's absolutely uh, ridiculous, and I hate that. You know. Oh, yeah. So, so in in other news, the Joker. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh god. <laughs> the Joker has gotten pregnant in Batman comics. And has given birth to a baby boy. <laughs> yeah, but I cannot imagine that that happens in the Joker movie or something. <laughs> I fucking hope not. <laughs> yeah, it would be unbelievable. Uh, why? Why do they do this? These comics are for kids. What the fuck? <laughs> no, but that that fits also in the new trend, right? Okay. Because, yeah, you know the new trend of like we all trans. <laughs> and they don't want to. Uh, uh, I saw in Wiesbaden today. I had to go to Wiesbaden, and there was a woman. She had like blue hair, and her whole face was completely white, like with white makeup. Okay. Like, you have to say white face. She 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 did white face, but she was a white person. Okay. She was walking around totally proud in the inner city. And that is the thing what I think goes here in the wrong direction. You know, I think that goes completely in the wrong direction because okay. it's like uh, they are like they have the illusion that in them doing this to show the people, look what I can do. Yeah. Look, look how crazy I can be or whatever. Like, Look, I'm 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 free. I, I you know, but they're not because the whole time they're running around like this. Whoever is doing stuff like this, who runs around like, thinks the whole time about themselves, the way they are dressed or look like, 
and they're not. I don't think they. They're not free. They're the opposite. Of you think free. they're self-conscious? Yes, that's you know, like they're so like in a way like uh, I prove here the point, and when people because of course everybody looked at her, everybody. Yeah. You know, it's like this totally crystal clear. If a person dressed like this with the white face basically crosses your way, of everybody stared at her like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. You know, and that is the thing. Like, so is that what you want? Why? You know, I don't know. That some people sick. just want the attention. It's like uh, people want to be people want to be the center of attention, just like on social media. You know, totally. And that is what I don't get. I really don't get uh, like why why people. And then if somebody makes a joke, they want the Twitter mob on the person who makes the joke. Yeah, that is what the plan is. The plan is you run around like a total joke, like a completely like a, where people think, what the fuck is that? And then you get reactions and then you say, oh, you're all racist. You're all homophobe, transphobe, transphobe, whatever. Yeah, I think that's fucked up that like I can yeah. make a joke or something and then somebody will say I'm homophobic or something dumb like that. Just it was a joke. It wasn't like, you know, it's not like I'm sitting there seriously bashing the gays or something like that because i have plenty of friends who are gay you know what i mean it's totally. who, who gives a shit it's totally fine but it's like I, I if i make one false move or do one thing that they think is that they don't approve of then suddenly my entire character is this harsh bigoted like you know whatever like it's like extreme judgment uh, they judge my entire character based on one small moment in time. And I'd have to say that everybody is guilty of saying something uncouth or not cool or in, politically incorrect in their time. Everybody in their lifetime is, has said something that's pissed somebody else off. But now we live in this time where everything is so connected that every moment that we have, every mistake that we've done is logged online. Uh, for future reference point so somebody could say hey look he said this and he said this in 15 years ago let's get him you know that's that's fucked up yes and that's the thing it's it's like it's not necessary yeah right it's not necessary to to uh, to put everything in the face of everybody i mean everybody else runs around in a city in a shopping mall or whatever like uh, incognito, you know, like they want that nobody wants to be stared at. Yeah, just want to go and shop and go buying something, and that is what my problem with all that stuff. But I have the feeling that a lot of the Democrats, also and in Germany, also the, the government, they have nothing else to do as to be an advocate, advocate, and promoter of this behavior. Yeah. They promote to be different, transgender, whatever, right? And they also say, we are so happy about all the migrants coming. We, we, like in Germany, we're so happy. We have a, a wonderful, uh, uh, colorful uh, society growing up. And, and, and I mean, you, you don't have the majority of the people uh, 
on your side saying that because they know it's not true. You know, it's yeah. not true that, 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 you know, like, for example, when they, at the same time, they're promoting the rainbow flag and everybody can do whatever they want. And then they're promoting all the people coming from Afghanistan, Syria, whatever. But all of them would chop the head off of transgenders. Yeah. You know, they, they are the biggest homophobes, the Muslims are the biggest homophobes on the, on the planet. They completely, like, would kill them from the countries they're coming from. So, and, but, but they think, especially the Green Party in Germany, they think that they're all lovingly falling into their arms and then something like New Year's Eve happens where, like, uh, poor violence is on the street. And, and, you know, and it's, it's all about, like, people say, no, for us, it's only the Sharia laws. We are Muslims. We're living here. Yeah, we're using Germany, but we're not, like, believing in it. We don't believe in the democracy. That's what they say in interviews. Like, tons of reports were on TV where they interviewed them on the street, whatever, throwing a Molotov cocktail in the building and saying, like, yeah, we give a shit about Germany. And the, the, the thing is also that nothing happens to that people, you know. They're not getting a 10 years prison. They're getting like one night prison for all of this. And that is also a thing what is pissing people off. Yeah. You know, there's no accountability. They want justice. Yes. And they say, no, they want also security. I mean, you have to understand, like some people think like, why we leave, put them in if I cannot go at midnight on the street and do my firecracker because I have to be scared and I get shot. Yeah. Yeah, so that is ridiculous. And that is like the total inability of the politics uh, of the leading parties in Germany to, to uh, uh, you know, to, to face problems and to see the facts. So 90% of the migrants into Germany are completely okay. And, uh, you know, and they want to have a job, they want to they wanna migrate, whatever, you know. But you mean the ones that want to leech off the system? Yeah, of course, you know, but, uh, and, and I mean, you have to uh, uh, see two things to it, right? I think 10% want to leech off the system or even more, but the, uh, but the last 10%, and it's still just too, ma too many, the last 10% are really radical Muslims. Yeah. You know, and they are uh, coming here to a leech off the system, but also to do their own stuff like criminal activities and, and, and terrorism, stuff yeah. like this, you know? So, and the, the normal population is just asking for a bigger security check on people for the coming in and a bigger uh, screening them and, and not like letting everybody in and then like, oh shit, 10% running armor, you know? Yeah. So, uh, 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 and, and I think that is, is, it is a big problem and we need to face the problem that is the fact and and we cannot let's say uh, uh ignore that fact and yeah. act like everything is perfect everything is good you know we we know we need migration in europe and migration in europe and migration in us because of the people getting older is makes sense but you also have to see like who you let in and, and especially when they are in, are they getting really integrated? Yeah. Or are they basically uh, working uh, uh, at, at the main railway station uh, to sell drugs and pocketing social welfare money? 
So, you know, and I think that is, is the thing what they have to really dig deeper in. And if they don't want to lose the population, they have to crack down harder on violent crime from them. And not yeah. like taking the guns away from, from uh, millions of sport shooters who uh, did nothing. Yeah, that's not going to solve the problem. No, exactly. I mean, you know, like, of course, let's say you have guns, but you're a criminal. Yeah, police should come and take the guns. But they cannot just say, we take now all the guns away. It's, it's, it's completely absurd. You know, so uh, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. And I'm, I'm extremely yeah. mad about that. I think it's totally... Uh, yeah, that would never happen in the United States, that's for sure. <laughs> no, not on this... Uh, uh, Think about the the weapon changes to the gun to the gun law uh, <coughs> in in US. They couldn't even reach anything with assault rifles. Yeah, you know, and assault rifles should be absolutely not allowed for the uh, private people. There's nothing to do with sport shooting or whatever. So that would nobody, just rip you apart. Yes, nobody needs an assault rifle. So it's it's. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. So, last subject matter, James Cameron. He did it again. Avatar 2 is reaching $2 billion at the yeah. box office globally. It has beaten Top Gun Maverick for number one spot in the United States, 2022. And it wasn't even out for that long in 22. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And in, in Germany, they did now in the fourth week the highest box office so they make now more money in week four as they made in week one with oh wow so it has a very good word of mouth and uh, i went to go see it again actually yeah i couldn't see it so far at all because i cannot take walter to this well what what i recommend is if you take walter you need to not like the scene with the whales i would go to the bathroom or something you know what i mean the scene where they're, they're yeah, slaughtering the world. How can I know when the scene starts? I mean, and then drag him out. Like, when they, uh, when they go to the... They have these uh, hunters. And they have boats. And yeah, then the okay. guy's then like... You have to leave, I have a quota to make. And then they're like, they go and they slaughter the whales. Or he just closes his eyes or something, you know? I don't know. Hmm. When I was a little kid and there was a scary scene, I'd close my eyes. But... Yeah, but how takes a scene. I this scene. I don't know. Like it's it's intense. It's basically them wailing. They kill the whales. They they spend about an hour showing how beautiful they are, and then they slaughter them all. So that could fuck with the kid's head. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's basically what it is. But if he if you think that he won't get disturbed by that, it's possible that he won't. But yeah, it I is. To, I have to see. I have to see. Oh, maybe I do a. Movie you like see it yourself first, and then decide. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, uh, of course a thing. What what I, what is interesting was Cameron did an interview and he said he doesn't think people go to the movies uh, because they want to be in a group of people sitting in a movie theater. He said because there's so much in the movie theater where you're pissed off, like the popcorn chewing guy in front of you or people sitting in front of you blocking your view, whatever. Yeah. Like he said, so but he says. The reason why people in the, go to the movies is because they give up control for that time watching the film. And that is why they go still to the movies. 
it's kind of strange, but he's not totally off. Because huh. Singapore at home, you can stop it, you can fast forward, you walk out of the room. You walk, a lot of times at home, I watch a film split over three days because yeah. I'm just like, well, fuck, I have no more time, whatever, right? And of course, that is not fair to a film. And so Cameron said also, he thinks that only the big films are now working in the movie theaters, what we all say since years and what we see. And he said, it's, it, it's not coming back that completely unknown IPs like dominating or art house films, whatever, dominating the, the box office. It will be only IP driven big films doing that. And that is 100% true. Uh, there will be less and less surprise mega hits where, you know, like we have no clue and then it, the thing goes through the roof, like the like, Godfather. Like yeah. the Godfather today would maybe not work. Or, you know, like things they come out of the blue and people are not so experimental like or dances with wolves or whatever, you know, go behind the film and let them grow for 10, 12 weeks. And uh, I think Cameron is right that that times uh, it doesn't look good. The only outstanding box office winners besides all that Avengers and Avatar and Marvel is horror films. Yeah. You know, like the FBF every year, you have your three, four horror films. They were shot with 10 million bucks, but they're grossing 200 million bucks. This year alone, they had, I think, Megan, 10. Megan, yeah. whatever the name is, is big. Halloween was big. Uh, uh, I'm Joel, trying to think of the other ones. Nope. Nope. Smile. Yeah, nope. Yeah, yeah. Smile. So there were at least four or five of them. They really outperformed. Yeah. You know? So, uh, like years ago, the, a quiet place. So there are still that surprise successes. But uh, um, I read another article about the Oscars that one guy said, like, just omit them for now and let them recover and come back in a few years. It's kind of strange, but also not totally wrong. Because he said that the Oscar films now don't matter at all. And that is true. Yeah, they're not relevant. No, they're not relevant. They're bad. A lot of times also bad, to be honest. They were like hyped up with a lot of money so that you get the Oscar nominations. But in reality, there were just movies. Nobody gives a shit about it. Coda, whatever, right? So it's not like uh, that movies, Moonlight, whatever, you know, and, and uh, Minaru, whatever. They're not bad films, but they really don't matter. Yeah, they, they don't. Not like, you know, it's, it's different to the times where you had There Will Be Blood or Dances with Wolves or whatever, like surprising, you know, like films where, you, but they had a grip to it and they had a scale to it, whatever, and they had stars, but they were more like off the grid films, French Connection, whatever, Taxi Driver. The, the only reason why people saw Dances with Wolves is because of Costner. He was big at the time. And he was able to hold a film that was different together based on his star power. If he wasn't in that film, I bet you nobody would have seen it. Yeah, because it was also almost three hours or four hours. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, but it was an emotional. Uh, it it was a great film. Yeah. Yeah, great film. It totally worked, right? <clears throat> but, uh, or Chinatown or this kind of films, Rosemary's Baby. But they were better as the Moonlight 
as the coda, as the, you know, like they were better. They were just better films. Yeah. And I think now you have a lot of films that are just getting pushed to the Oscars and Babylon is a total flop. I watched Amsterdam in the airplane. I watched oh, Bullet yeah. Train. I really liked it. I think it was really funny. And, uh, and you know, but, 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 but uh, Amsterdam from David O. Russell. Yeah. When you watch it, you know why it tanked. Because it's not an important film. It's just a, a good acted little story without any relevance. Okay. And it has no relevance. It's not gripping. It's not like, uh, has not a lot of like uh, humor. It's not really suspense. I don't know even what it is. It's like mediocre. And and Babylon, I, don't, I didn't even watch so far, but it also, both films have Margot Robbie. But, you know, it's just kind of like this film's getting greenlit because all that stars signing on because they want to work with one of the directors. Uh, you know, like David Russell did, did a long time no film. Then he makes a film and everybody wants to work with him. So he gets all that stars from Taylor Swift, Christian Bale, uh, you know, like, but... He gives them nothing to do. What? He gives them nothing to do. Yeah, that is the thing. You know, the, the his Silver Lining Playbook film was way better. Oh, yeah. You know? That was he, a great or, movie. Yes, or The Fighter with Mark Wahlberg he did. Great film. You know, he showed he can do great films. But, but that, after the long pause, was just like an artificial, like an artificial film. It was not something where people will remember. Yeah. Waste the money. Yeah. I think after all that years, he felt like it's time or I'm ending up and do Sesame Street. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so that was it for today. Yep. Everybody, why don't you follow us on Twitter? UvaBall7 on Twitter. I'm Gary Otto Zero. And of course, there's the main UvaBall Raw USA hub on Twitter. Um, and be sure to tell your friends and family about this show. Post it online so the show can grow for this brand new, wonderful new year. And you can tell them how awesome UvaBall is. If you have any questions, just write us a message and we'll ask your question on the on the show, okay, guys. Uh, one last thing before I forget it: we also posted under overall uh, the podcast I did with Sharon Oppenheimer. Oh and, yes, and Carl Denaro about the son of Sam, Sam Baker Berkowitz, the uh, the mass murderer from New York who's in jail since now thirty years. Um, and uh, I think it's worth it to listen to it. It's I think three episodes on on of only one on. Anchor. Uh, it's one really long episode, but it's great. It's yeah. about two hours. Yeah, because Cal was one of the victims from Berkowitz, or he says it was maybe somebody else. Uh, Berkowitz didn't act it alone. Also yeah, but he's Thomas. but also, can you really trust David Berkowitz at his word? You know what I mean? Totally not. And that is the thing. It's still unclear. Was it a cult? And he was one of the killers of the cult. What he basically claims. Or was it him alone acting? He was a member of this kind of cultish people, whatever, but did they were really involved in it or did he just hate a woman and try to shoot the woman? And Carl De Niro, De Niro is interesting. 
in regards of he's the only man who got shot. And uh, I think he explains it very good in the podcast because I asked him, like, why, why Berkowitz shoots you? The woman. He said because his girlfriend was sitting in the driver's seat. Yeah. It was nighttime. Berkowitz couldn't really look through the window properly. And he had long hair at that time. So I totally could imagine everybody else was always the man was driving and the woman was on the side seat, on the passenger seat. And I think so you he think got, he got it mixed up. He got, he got it mixed up. And it was so unbelievable that he actually hit his head. Like he had a, had a, uh, a hole in his head. Uh, oh, God. 44. I mean, normally with a 44, if somebody shoots in the head, your toes, like your head is gone. But his and hair was like was, holding the blood in or something, right? Yes, and he was like walking in a bar and they said, you have heavy bleeding coming out of your head. And then he went to the hospital and only like, you can say from the shot he got in the head till he was in the hospital in a coma and got operated were at least one and a half hours. And the whole time he was able to talk, it's going Absurd in a way, right? So, but he's one, he's a lucky guy that he's still around. I mean, yeah. you know, normally you're definitely dead if a 44 is shot in your head, but he would, it, it, everything came put in a way together for him in a very lucky way. Now, yeah. So, okay. definitely check that out, guys. Yeah, Watch check that it. out. Check it. It's also on YouTube with a video. Uh, you find it on YouTube under Uwe Ball. Berkowitz or some son of Sam Overball, and then you can watch it on YouTube. Okie dokie. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.